We're here at Overdue Media North. Yes, we are. In beautiful, well, on, on, on beautiful I-5. On beautiful I-5, which could be anywhere. It could in be in San Diego, but this happens to be Overdue Media North. In Seattle. We should have, a, we should have an office in San Diego. For yeah. a while, we did. We had booth 2300 at Comic-Con. We occupied it about a week a year. And, and Drew's garage. Our friend, our friend Drew, who was good enough yeah, to store our stuff from Comic-Con really to Comic-Con. Yeah. So we're finishing up Library Mascot Cage Match, which is Unshelved Volume 3. Hi, Drew. We love you, Drew. And we're on page 98. We are on page 98, which, which starts with a great strip. It does. Well, there's this guy who we tried to establish for one week as kind of nutty guy. He's got a funny look. We, Is he nutty guy? Oh, he's the guy with yeah, the... Yeah, uh, then we never saw him again. He's the guy with the inflatables. Yeah, I made all that effort to have the same guy be the nutty guy so we could recognize him and then never I saw him I want you to draw him again. Draw him again this month. He's got a very round head. Yes. Yes, he does. And a very bad haircut. So I'm not... I'm not... I continue to not be thrilled with our whole... In the next strip, the whole uh, Kathy chasing Dewey, which just feels like a... What are you? What are you doing there, evil mad scientist, Jim Bam? I like to get up in the middle of a of a podcast. I like to demolish my rice oh my cooker. Gosh, and break the earbud. Ear, Sorry, ear drums of everybody listening. Oh my gosh! You don't like Kathy chasing? That's how. That's how my wife and I got together, Bill. I don't know about you. I also chased Dewey. Silver just hunted me down. So uh, no, I think we both we both had a very a fairly large cell job. I love to make our marriages. I, I love the third trip. This third third trip. <laughs> that is very true. Not starting it? over again. I had a good, you know what? That's, that's probably the best the best elevator speech I've ever given in my life. The the why you should marry me. Yes, why you should marry me. Yeah, yeah I just I just encapsulate. I can never do it again. Yeah. I had I had one good elevator speech in me, and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. I love the third strip though. The one that he's not gay strip. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. It seems very realistic to me. Doesn't it seem exactly the sort of thing a grandma would would say? Yeah. Yeah, especially if you're a librarian, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, she's just worried. She just want to make sure Kathy gets gets what's going on here. You know, uh, also, we had a lot of characters asking if Dewey was gay. Yeah. And I guess we, I guess Dewey's grandma answered them. <laughs> like, you're, you're, kind of, you're kind of happy enough to answer that question yourself, but it, it's very awkward to have somebody answering it for you where you can hear them. Well, and grandma not, may not be right. Well. That just may be, that just may be her take on it. Uh, and... Grandma takes Kathy for a ride, so I don't know. She that does. Works. That works for me. She does. Uh, Ninety-nine on the bottom. I really like that one. That's you. That's uh, that's. I want to say something I really admire about you with kids, is that you just you experience kids exactly where they're at. You always have, in my experience. Okay, I like that. I also really like the second strip on that page. I was going to talk about playing with, with my daughter. Okay, she was talk about playing with your daughter. That's probably better. She, she always wanted to make farms out of her Playmobil and Legos and and toys, toy mm -hmm. animals and stuff. And you know, she had a very strange collection of of action figures. She would put Man Bat in the corral with the horse. And I always... We had these, I'm nodding. We had these very philosophical talks about Beast Boy because we were watching Teen Titans Go. The yes. good Teen Titans Go. The old one. Not, okay. the, not the new one, which I don't right. like very much. But the old Teen Titans Go. And I was like, does Beast Boy belong outside the corral looking in? Oh. Or does he belong inside the corral? Making her think. And then some giant uh, creature. And what did you decide? Well, I, I always I always liked it when she put him in the corral. Okay. I always thought he was kind of... He's he, a beast. He kind of belongs there, yeah. yeah. Is, is Beast Boy like a horn dog in the, in the current... I don't know. Because in the comic, he was a horn dog, and I never liked that about him. I can't. Uh, I can't. I can't watch he's it. He's like. Know. He's like this thirteen-year-old with the body of an eighteen-year-old. Okay. And the okay. Sex wait. Wait. Of a, sex driver. What? Python. Uh, okay. Anaconda. So. Uh, Rabbit. Beast Boy's real name. Gar, Gar. Garth. Garth something. Gar. 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 You're right. It's Gar. Gar. Hey, come on. I got partial credit for Garth. Logan. Gar. I don't know. Is it Logan? I'm still. I'm going for. I can't credit. remember either. 
It was always, always kind of reminded me of uh, Wolverine. I remember that. Um, page 100, we have a whole sequence of bilingual story time. And I'm pretty sure that all the foreign languages here are via Google Translate and therefore probably not right. On the other hand, I think someone would have complained if we'd gotten it wrong, and I probably would have fixed them. Well, I think, I think we got the most complaints about the Klingon when we finally got to it. Uh, well, the whole point of the Klingon is he, get, he gets it wrong. Yeah. Okay. Which is good, because we probably got it wrong. All right. I like the second strip on 101. Oh, yes. It's a classic. Classic customer support joke. But I just like I, I like I like Colleen interacting with the computer yeah, victim. No, me I neither. mean like like that, that's I know good, that's, that's the blind a, leading the blind. That's right? a good interaction. Yeah. What is that movie? What is the Jack Nicholson movie on one hundred and one? Yes, with Tom Cruise. Oh yeah, that's the lawyer. Oh, and Matt Damon. That was Matt Damon's first screen role. He no. played. Yes. Really? Yeah, oh, he yeah. lost like he lost like fifty pounds, right? Oh. Few good men. Demi, good men. Demi Moore too. Oh, written by. Written by who? Aaron Sorkin. Who? Aaron Sorkin. Who? Really? Just kidding. Just like an SV. All right, thanks. Page one hundred two. Lambert's still wearing the towel because you can't go just one one day with. So there's uh, something that made me laugh out loud. It is actually still very seldom the strip makes me laugh out loud, but the second strip made me laugh out loud because Lambert brings his own hose in in the first panel there in the first panel of the first strip, and then we have the the staff in the second one, and then and then Buddy says, "You just bring your own hose," and I just I don't <laughs> know why that made me laugh so hard. You but just it, had to repeat it. Well. It's it's sort of some essential buddy moment. Like he's he's there on the same level as the homeless guy. Like for buddy, that's a totally reasonable thing to do. I don't know. I don't know where it's. So I, I like the Lambert silhouette because we can see that he has a muffin top, just a little bit. It's just there. Uh, I just think that's the folded over towel. Maybe he's holding onto it with his hand. I don't know. He has a okay, muff, muffin, muffin top, top, muffin top, and uh, no nipples. Oh. Or or else he amputated his own hand between the first strip and the second strip. Anything's <laughs> possible. <laughs> Page one hundred three. <laughs> Silhouettes. Page well, I'm still on one hundred two, man. All right, what I'm you still, got? I'm still on one hundred two. I love, I love the third strip. You hate it when I write strips like this. We're, we're no, no, I love this one. You're, you're completely wrong about me. I love this form of strip. Maybe you hate them after this. I don't know. Every time, no. I, every time I write, no. do we like, like, no, I like them. interpreting things. You I do? Yes. That's so good to know. So no, so you are, you are, you are, uh, you are getting this wrong. So, so when Dewey is translating, I love it. What I don't love is, and this is completely different, by the way. This sort of thing where a character says, so you're saying blah, blah, blah. So you'd like to do this. So you're blah, blah, blah. It's a totally different strip. I thought you hated this, too. No, no. I, I realized No, I really like these. Oh, I thought you hated it. Yeah, the only thing I wanted to say about this, actually, is that I think it's slightly more effective when Dewey is making quotes and he's actually translating. So here he's... I don't like the double quotes. Here he's paraphrasing. He is paraphrasing. Where he's saying, she has no idea what to do. But I think it's funnier when he says, I have no idea what to do. And it's in quotes. I think that's a funnier form. But oh, well, we didn't. Top of page 103... Uh, let's just admire the comb over. I tried to do an old guy with a comb over. That's it. You know he's old because he's got he looks tired and he's got a comb over. Kind of looks like Michael Douglas in that third panel. Yeah. Do you still get people looking for card catalogs? Well, you know I'm I'm not in the library enough to really get people looking for card catalogs. But I have. Okay. Th there are definitely people who would be uh, happier if there was a card catalog. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I mean, th they have the idea they would be happier. Yeah. They would not. I think I think it's essentially the nostalgia of youth. I thought I'd be happy when I bought a Tierra Sadie model for it, but I wasn't. You know, I thought I'd be happy when I bought a PlayStation 4, and I was. Okay. So you're, what you're saying <laughs> I is, I don't know what that means. What you're saying is newer is better. I've been playing that Star Wars Battlegrounds thing like like it's going out of style, and i got to say. At your heart, you are an X-Wing fighter. fighter I, you are Poe Dameron. You know what? Dam, 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 I'm not Poe Dameron. Dam, no. Dam, no, no. But, but you, know, you know, I do always choose. No, but you're, you're handsome as Poe Dameron. I always choose the X-Wing over the A-Wing, I have to tell you. It's, it's not satisfying to fly the A-Wing. Yeah, I know, Jesus. right? And, and who would fly a TIE fighter over a TIE interceptor? 
And BB's like, what's the difference? My daughter, she's always like, what's the difference? And I'm like, the difference, it's a tie interceptor. Look at no, it. You can intercept. It comes, it comes screaming out. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, I got to tell you real quick. I'm, I'm going to plug plug this game for the PlayStation okay. anymore. It is, How it much is, you can pay for that? Nothing. Well. Nothing. Yeah, it's good, good, good times. The most satisfying moment is when the battle starts and you're on opposite sides of the sky and then you just come screaming in at each other just like in a Star Wars movie. After that, cool. it's, just, it's just a mess. All right. But you come in, you come in and just make a pass and you so it's take a, it's a dogfighting game. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not just a, it, it's dogfighting. It's also on the ground. You can try to stop the walkers. You can be on the walkers' side as they come in on Hoth. But, can but, you, but the dogfighting is on the pla- on the PlayStation Four? Can you get an actual dogfighting game with dogs? Oh, I don't know. Okay, you look into that. Like, let like, me know. Like, like Michael Vick's dog yes. fight. Yes, Michael Vick's dog fight. <laughs> It's like Snoopy. It's Snoopy the Red Baron. It's like all these oh, other dogs. All, all the, all the, all the they're, all, they're all in planes. <laughs> <laughs> they're all, yeah, yeah. Oh, I would totally play that. What, what, Clifford, would, the, big, Clifford you, the big red dog. <laughs> the giant. He's like he's like in a zeppelin. He's just sitting on top of a zeppelin. <laughs> they're, they're all in historic planes. Oh, yes. I love it. Yes. We've just developed an, a killer game. Who else? Who else is there? It's so, a bit of an intellectual property issue, though. Uh, oh, and uh, you get, and, you get and, them and, to sign off on all that. And Odie. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, from Garfield. Yeah, and then uh, Muttley from the Hanna Barbera Wacky Racers. <laughs> No, that was that was that was uh wasn't that Dirk Dastardly more or was that Muttley? It was a little, a little bottom harsh. of page one hundred three. I just want to say this is your poetry. Bottom two strips. What? This is Gene writing poetry. Gene writing tomorrow writing poetry. You know, I, I, oh, you weren't here last year when I spoke to the poets in Redmond. No, I went to I went to a meeting of poets in Redmond, talking about comics for a while. <laughs> Only one lady got up in the middle and left. Oh, that's good. But that's that's sort of par for the course when either of us speak about anything. It was kind of fun. They wanted me to talk about poetry at first, and I I, I talked them out of that, uh, which I think was still a good move. I, I don't. I like. I just to want to say I like you writing tomorrow, writing poetry. I think you did a nice job of conveying her. Well, I'm, I'm still sad I didn't write on uh, 104 the uh, Rutger Hauer poem. I think oh. I should have. I think I should have actually okay. written the Rutger Hauer poem. Um, Again, don't like Kathy being like here. Here she's actually talking about catching him. Like it just seems like we've written a nineteen fifties uh, romantic comedy here. The thing I don't like about Kathy is uh, the what is that? What's that shirt called? Crop top. Okay, it's a crop top. It's not a tank top. My mother gave my daughter a Star Wars crop top for Christmas. Oh really? This what? year? Yes. Oh, so she can show off her sexy belly? I don't know. Your 13-year-old daughter? <laughs> it, All right. It, it is it, well, my daughter my daughter had the correct reaction to it, which was like, "Huh?" All right. But uh, yeah. well, we just we just celebrated Christmas and so page 104 is uh, the bottom of pi- page 104 is relevant, which is Ned doing his rendition of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which is always what I think whenever I hear that, so which is what you wrote, I think. I'm sure I wrote it. I'm sure then all the fickle reindeer bowed to the approbation of the alpha male and accepted Rudolph into the in-group. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Thanks. 105. So 105 is, there's a, there's a sequence we've written many times, um, which is a new policy comes in, and uh, Mel is, is some, and they, they in, institute the policy, and it kind of breaks down and collapses, and by the end they've gone back to it. And this was, this is the action-packed version of that, which is, which is Mel trying to get them emergency preparedness, and so they do a whole training, but instead they start a fire. I, I just remember when we got the emergency preparedness supplies, uh, in the library, everybody went through it, like to see what we could. <laughs> I don't think anybody actually took something. They didn't actually take any. But 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 then I think I think it just kind of vanished on its own. Um, what what actually what actually did happen was that uh, at my library we had we had the um, fire extinguisher safety class, like how to operate a fire extinguisher class, out in our it was it was out in our parking structure before the library opened, and um, my boss. Laid out a pan of gasoline, threw a match in oh, it. Oh, okay. So this is sort of a true story. And the, but it was uh, outside. 
it was outside, and the um, but it must be clouds of smoke. The like fire department, the fire department was there in about two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> they were right down the street, and yeah. uh, they rushed over. It turned out you need a permit to do something like yeah. that, and they the fire department should be there. So it was uh, it was quite uh, <laughs> quite quite informative day. <laughs> As, this, as we're all putting out this pan of burning gasoline and, and not quite splashing it on each other. But trying. It was fun, though. I, I gotta say, like, if you've never actually shot off a fire extinguisher, it's a, it's a hell of a toy. I'd give that to kids for Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. Page 106. I like 106. Bottom 106. That's a good, that's a good single panel strip. Classic, right? And then Dewey starts applying for grants. He finds out there's free money out there and starts applying yeah. for grants well, for comics. It's not the money, it's the comics. It is the comics. It's the comics. I, I like that tomorrow. I like that tomorrow calls him on it on uh, 107. Yep, a lot of comics he can't afford himself. Yep. No, I thought about it, but I I, um, I realized that I would have to apply for it for the library system where I used to work, and I think all the administrative stuff to do that is just so. I mean, like on top of all the grant application, it's 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 uh, it's a bit crazy. I actually really like the ending to this sequence. Do you? Which is, I mean, I don't know if this is fair, but I like that Tamara applies for the same grant, but hers is like sweeter and nicer. And, and she gets it. And she gets it. Because and that's for story time. And, and that's kind of true, right? And then we plug Kyle Baker's Plastic Man. Right, there you go. What's happened to Kyle Baker? I haven't seen any comics by him for a while. Huh? Go read Plastic Man if you've never seen Plastic uh, Man by Kyle really Baker. It really was the best. Oh, man. It's, it's the greatest Plastic the Man The best ever. thing about the Plastic Man, I don't know if this is still true, but the first Plastic Man collection was that the cover was vinyl, so it was itself plastic. Like that's, that is a brilliant piece of... Who did Plastic Man back in the day? Like the original yeah. person? No, I don't remember his name. What was the guy's name? I still don't remember his name since you asked me. Let me ask you one more time, Bill. Okay. Do you remember his name? Jen. That's not true. It is? No, it's not. All right. So so what you're saying is that if I told you all the names it isn't, you'd be able to figure out the name it is? Jack Cole. Jack, it was Jack Cole. All right. There you go. See, that's what I needed. His friends called him Jen. <laughs> is that right? No, but remember there was that great Jack Cole collection of Plastic Man strips, and then I, I, maybe there was a rumor of a movie or something a few years ago, and... Uh, then Kyle Baker's collection came out, and it was just beautiful. It just everything looks like it was drawn with silly putty. Yeah. It's fantastic. I like the page of top top of page one hundred nine. That's just some nice physical humor there. What tomorrow with all her bags trying yeah, to go to tomorrow with all her bags and her stuffed animal, trying to get in the library. That's it. Yeah. It's just a bit of humor. It's funny. I like Dewey's sweater. That was great. That's awesome. awesome. I apparently discovered the gradient tool in Photoshop just around now. Right I'm now? suddenly seeing strips with gradients in the background. And then there's there's the greatest strip ever drawn. Hey, it's better than last year's strip. What? You were telling me last year's than, strip was better the one than Far Out Space Nuts. Oh, oh, you mean the one in uh, What Would Do We Do? Yes, and better uh, than the first. I, I'm 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 speaking now in sort of not in present day, but yes. Uh, you you got better at it. This this one made slightly more sense. Well, I like I like the naked man yes, art that I borrowed fantastic. from somewhere. Yes, and look, that's 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 a uh, Merv with some rabbit ears on. Yeah, it's great, fantastic. Next, next page. Uh, Here we are struggling still with how to put uh, bottom page one hundred nine. How to put actual books in the in the strip. We finally got there, but we haven't gotten there yet. Haven't done it right. Do we, this is where Dewey calls a patron a monkey, and, uh, then, and then he makes everybody who wants to ask a question go through a test. Go through a test of, of basic human sort of sentience, and right. most of them fail. I think it's one of the problem-solving tests they have. They have uh, monkeys perform, which is they have to climb, put things together to climb right. to, to get a banana. Right. And then I love I love the strip on 111, the second strip on 111. The second one? The second one. Which I one am I supposed to eat? Yeah. Okay. I love that. They, I mean, like... Uh, I also like the third one. It just comes home for me. I like that third guy, so I need to kiss a guy to get some help around here. He doesn't know what homo sapiens means. So. Do you remember those... Okay. Uh, remember Prism Comics at uh, San Diego? Prism Comics? Prism. Oh, Prism, yeah. Prism. Well, and not only San Diego, but also Emerald City. They've been behind us for a few years. No, that, that's... Uh, I think that's Northwest Press that's behind us. But it's different. Well, let's argue about it for a while. Yeah. 
<laughs> Let's. I'm right. Don't worry. Northwest Press, Prism Comics. But Prism Comics is always the most fun booth at San Diego. There, okay. There's a disco ball. There's always some music. There's always like a lot of really good-looking guys hanging around, dancing, right? Often in uh, crop tops. And I'm enjoying all the stereotypes pouring out of you right now. Well, However, right. they're also true. It's also true. Uh, but I, I remember they had that great button maybe 10 years ago. I think they still sell it, but it's uh, Homo Superior. Nice. Which is what mutants are. are yeah, the, yeah. the X Men are all homo superior. Yeah. And I just I love that That's they have nice. these pink buttons that say homo superior on them. Uh, I would buy one that says I'm gay for comics. Well, you should make that though. At the bottom, page one eleven. That's me. That is you. That's all I have to say about Why that. Also, also one of my favorite comics we've ever done. Good thing you haven't had time to get attached. One twelve. We have the drooling dog. I, I like that. I like that people are picnicking around the. Uh, <laughs> The water, the water feature, <laughs> the water feature in the okay. library now. The joke on the third strip on one twelve is actually pretty funny. It's okay, go right ahead. I know you're not bluffing. I don't really care if I do. I don't know why I volunteer at the crisis hotline. I do like that. That's cruel. It's cute. It's clever. It's cruel. It's bizarre. It's recognizable. It's naughty. It's and we're, very, we were very just funny. going over some strips about uh, Dewey's mom. Yeah. Bill's, I don't not, know. Bill's not quite ready. I'm to not convinced on screen yet. yet. I'm not convinced yet. I think I think my strips were a little mean. Top of page you want to talk about that? You want to talk about mom stuff? Well, no. Okay. Top of page 113, by the way, 113, my birthday. I don't think I got the top view of Merv right. That was not the well, last really, panel. It's really not disturbing. Yeah, I... it doesn't work. <laughs> like, I tried. I think I think in retrospect, it should be all black on the top. But I don't know how you get it right, but that no, wasn't it. I, no, I don't think, I think that's why there will never be a Merv doll right yeah. there. Oh, and so here, here's, here's the first little instance of my fascination with old computers, which I'm not sure we come back to on this trip, but I did eventually buy an old TRS-80. And uh, it wasn't everything I wanted it to be. I did play Cosmic Fighter, though. It was good. I don't remember Cosmic Fighter. Well, you know, the Tier City was not known for its high-resolution graphics. Yeah. Um, they were these big blocks. But it was amazing what you could do. And they did it. It was, it was fascinating. Okay. So, so that's a real game. Hey, a bonus life, if you can call that living. That's a pretty good joke. That was great. Yeah. All right. Uh, and I also like the third strip on 113 where... Um, Just like Kathy being a little mean to I tomorrow. like Kathy being a little mean to tomorrow. I did, too. A little anti-vegan. Um, they end up teaming up, but for a little while there's this conflict between them. We don't resolve it right away, which is unlike us. We leave it floating that in some way in Kathy's mind tomorrow is a competition for doing. Oh, that's right, yeah, in the, in the poetry thing. She, and made then we, her, she made her stop. And then we do eventually, uh, we do eventually get back. So the training. We, we bring the training guy on. Oh, the trainer. He, he comes back several times. The overzealous trainer. Now, I don't know about you, but I do not enjoy a good training, but my wife loves a good training. And so that's tomorrow. I can go either way. Really? Yeah. You could, you could enjoy a good training? I'm training curious. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what I like best is when I'm doing the training. Okay. Yeah. Well, I also enjoy doing a good when, training. When I'm teaching the training, yeah, I'm the, fine. Then they're, then they're good. When I'm sitting through it, <laughs> uh, not so much. So it depends Critique, on... Critiquing training is so also so, good. So you're a top is what you're saying. <laughs> um, page 115. I, I, think, I think 114 is uh, the second mention of Miracle Man Olympus in this book as well. Right, well, I think, I think this is actually when you wrote it, and then, um, and then, because it was only when we were finishing up this book that we actually wrote Empire County Strikes Back. So this is where you first introduced it, and then we brought it back. Uh, I, I, love, I love Tamara taking the guy on for what he says in the second strip. Yes, and that's, that's supposed to be a little Aikido joint lock. But, is it? Yeah. Looks like she's already broken his arm. Okay, I'm cool with that. All right. At the top of page 115, I, I like, and I don't think we've ever referenced it again, but, but Mel has this curse, and then she mentions it herself. Every time I say something... And this is an in-joke to, like, you and me. I don't think anyone else ever got it, but it's funny to me. 
that, that it, what, what is Mel's curse again? That she's unable to utter a statement of fact that is not immediately contradicted by the people or events around her. Wow, it's like you've said that a thousand it times. Is, I've said it once or twice. <laughs> uh, 115, the third strip. Classic. I, I, was, I was looking at that, and I like it so much, and if I... I, I we, we've redrawn a couple of old gags, but I wouldn't redraw... That one's actually drawn well enough that I would just leave it. I might color it, but I would leave it. It's funny because the layout of the library looks off to me there. No, it's actually correct. Is it? Yes. <laughs> it looks very off to me. Well, the scale is off. Like, tomorrow's way too small on the back. There's a few things I'd do differently. And here we are. Star Wars has just come out. Star Wars The Force Awakens has just come out. And Dewey is... Oh, is Dewey, Dewey is, Dewey is anti-Star Wars because the prequels are so bad. Yeah, Attack, or, Attack or, of the Clones, which you were talking about. Or Kathy, about in trying to catch Dewey and trying to snag him, has gotten him tickets to a Star Wars movie. She, she's cotton all. Like, that's, that's basically the right thing to do. Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. It's just a little off because he hates the prequels so much, as, as did I. Yeah, you were really ragging on Attack of the Clones the other day. It's really bad. <laughs> They're clones, man. And I'm not How sure, good could they be? I'm not sure Revenge of the Sith is any better. We can't even clone, I, think it, I think it might be worse. We can barely clone sheep. I mean, come on. You can't, you can't clone a whole army. I, I'm just so sad that Natalie Portman is somehow a bad actress in that movie. That's oh. just the, that's the terror of those. Bite your tongue, my friend. Bite your tongue. That's not true. Don't listen to him, Natalie. But this is a nice... This is actually a beautiful arc. Because it starts with it starts with her trying to get him on board, and she can't. And then Merv comes in and and does a whole intervention. And then spoiler, it was all because Kathy bribed him. It was, but I like that she only, she only pays him half. <laughs> shared meat experiences <laughs> worth half. I like that. So that's a, that's an unusually nice arc for us, I think. I like the lady on one seventeen who's uh, who thinks that it's all about her, like the the catalog not working. You must really hate me. <laughs> um, except which one? The second one. The second one. Yeah. The lady with the beard. Oh, the, the bearded lady. Yeah, the bearded okay. lady. All right, sure. Let's I call it. Was a lady. Why did yeah. I? Why did I yeah, it's got long hair. Okay. Okay. I, I I like how it's tied to the five people you would meet, you meet in heaven. I mean, which I, which I've never read, but the, oh, the, but but you know already. You don't need to read. The it. very thought of having to read that. The, book, the title uh, itself tells you something about that book. Sends chills down my spine. So on one eighteen is our first conference tips. Did we do them last time? And and they're uh, I don't know they're conference tips. These all things are completely accurate and true in every way. I don't, right? I don't think I have anything special to say about them. Well, I'm looking at page 119 on top. We're definitely... We've been in the Chipola. Well, <laughs> too often. We've been there. Too often have we been in Chipola. Yes. Yes. I think what, we, what is missing from the last panel is the cigarette smoke just wafting across it. Yes. Like embedded in every in every oh, aspect of the room. The smell of in wet dog. In the very dog. wall. The smell of wet dog in the morning. Well, and the dog barking next door. I like uh, enjoy the parties a lot. Like, I always felt like I had to say something to the author. Right, like there's some way you're supposed to be in... And it's all just sort of pro forma. Like, like I think I've come to believe that in the end, the publishers are throwing the party for themselves. Huh. And they have to invite some, you know, librarians and stuff so that because to justify it. I, you know, I, and, and I'm not being cynical about it. I think no. it's a totally reasonable thing to do. But I, I think the smaller the party, the more awkward the party. Like I've been to some, I've been, I've been invited to some yeah, really the nice. Yeah, probably parties. not good either. But yeah, I've definitely been to the small, especially if there's an author there. I've been, I've been to parties where where there's the same number of authors as there are guests. Yeah. Where there's like four guests and four four librarians, and we're just like, and I have to say, like the the truly thing, I, I'm not sure there's an unawkward conversation you can have with an author, but the worst is, hey Bill, I'd like you to meet this author. He just wrote this book. And I'm like, great. Tell me about your book. Tell me about your book is fine, I guess. But but what, what's what's really awkward is when they send you the books like months ahead of time and everybody oh. knows it, oh. and you've read like maybe half. You know, or maybe just one of them caught your eye. Yeah. Like, like I, I don't feel too bad about it anymore because all the authors want to do is a chance to kind of pitch themselves. And so, so I, th I think the right thing to do is to ask the questions to the author. And like, right. hey, what have you done? But, but sometimes those people are really bad at pitching too. Like, like 
If that was me yep. pitching to my wife, I would not be married. <laughs> but you did. But you did it. You succeeded in getting I, married. I did. But but but, but like, that was your crowning moment, and it's all been down. No no no. I'm, I'm just saying those authors need to be like that on. Oh, like, I see what like, you're saying. Like oh, I see what you're when, saying. When you're, you're saying that, if you had their level of skills of elevator pitches, you would not today be. Married. I would not today be married. Yeah. 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 The other thing, the other, the other kind of really torturous thing for me is, hi Bill, I'd like to introduce you to this legitimately famous author whose books you've never read. <laughs> so, so I met the author of Train Spotting, oh. and I'm like, that's a well-known book, and I just have, I, I know barely anything about it. Irvin, I think maybe there's some Irvin, heroin. Irving Welsh? Irving Welsh? Something no, I don't yeah, think so. Yeah. Okay, we'll look it up after. I guess our fans will be able to determine who, who, who of us is more wrong right now. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh, I've heard of that book. Was he Scottish? He is Scottish. Oh, all that. Yeah. He's got a cute accent. Yeah. Did you tell him that? That's probably all he wants to hear from you. Cute accent, dude. All right. And I think we're done with anything else. Oh, oh no, no. I, all right. Bottom of 119. I'm still there. So this is me. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, this is me getting a book signed by Alex Trebek. No. Years Alec, ago. Alex Trebek. He was still Alex then. Okay. Or whatever. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's what, maybe that's what said him I may be off. wrong. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> so, Wait, did he write Trainspotting? He did. <laughs> he did. And I, I said, would you write... Would you write, you know, to Gene with love, Alex? And he was like, no. <laughs> he just looked at me and went, no. And he just wrote something. He, he wrote the same pat phrase in every book, which is kind of where we got the idea. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, that's really paid off. This is the thing we've learned about signing books, is if you have to stop and come up with something remotely original when you sign a book, you will never sign the books you need to sign. Yeah. And so we eventually just came up with a formula for each book. I, I draw a specific character. I write specific things. I don't have to think about it. And if somebody says, will you write this, I will. Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely will, but, yeah. but but please don't make me think about it. But yeah, but 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 uh, but he wrote. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. It was something, some question, and then like, it was like Gene knows, and then Alex, or Alec, <laughs> whatever it was. I took I took great satisfaction. Mr. Trebek. You, you know, I didn't I didn't want to throw that book away for years, and then one day I just did, and I felt so free. I don't know why. So this is the part where we say that this is the end of our, our third volume of author's commentary, and we're not really sure how many people are reading them. I haven't yet gotten it up on iTunes. Which not reading them. Help. If you're trying to read this oh. podcast, that would be bad. But if you're listening, that well, would be we better. Could, we could transcribe them. So if you're listening, please uh, email us at unshelved at overduemedia.com and let us know what you think, one way or the other. And, and like seriously, if there's something you'd prefer we were doing, we can't promise to do it, but... We're just having a good time. Yeah, we have, we've had discussions. Should we be faster? Should we should we tell more stories or less? Should we read each strip aloud painstakingly? Yeah. <laughs> we, we really no, don't. No, we shouldn't. We don't know another way to do this, but uh, we're willing to consider it. So. Anyway, let us know. Thanks. Sayonara. Happy New Year. 